delighted to welcome everyone to the latest edition of the Bella's Digest. And Lou, as we always begin, how has your week been? It's been okay. I mean, a lot of aggravation. Danny, but so is life. I've been very busy because of uh, negotiations that are involving baseball, but um, not so much, you know, not, not as much boxing. Um, though we had a little hearing before the IBF and some issues with my friend Eddie on uh, Cambosis and Selby, but I think we'll resolve those. And uh, and now I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with Tevin Farmer, who's uh, you know, beyond freak, you know, freaked out because he has a rematch clause that was a condition of making his fight with uh, Jojo Diaz. And Jojo Diaz keeps going on social media and talking about fighting some Russian dude who's his mandatory who can't even get into the country. And Golden Boy and Eddie don't seem to be scheduling the Jojo Diaz rematch with Heaven, even though it's contracted for. So a lot of aggravation, Danny, but so is boxing. And frankly, these days, so is the world. <laughs> Indeed. Well, let's look at something more positive related to boxing, and that's this Saturday's big show on PBC. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I really am. And, and um, I mean, see, look, I'm I'm as realistic when it comes to assessing our sport as I think anybody. Um, and some people take that as negativity. I, I don't think it is. I, I love the sport. I've dedicated most of, most of my life to it. But um, but you know what? Sitting there and really bitching now about the price tag here on the pay per view. When we honestly, there's these are the two best fights, the two Charlo Brothers fights that are scheduled for Saturday are the two best fights by far that have been scheduled in the United States since the pandemic started. And they're on the same pay-per-view and there's six fights on it. And, you know, I mean, would it have been nice maybe if they would have priced it ten, fifteen dollars less, you know, as a as a uh, a sign that they recognize that there's a pandemic and some people are struggling would have been nice, but they also have to make the event work economically and you don't have to buy it if you don't want to. So all the saltiness about the price is sort of ridiculous. I'd rather talk about the fights, which I think are really like good fights. The Charlo brothers, you know, uh, they're twins. They, they, they're brash. They're, they, they got a, you know, they got a lot of piss and vinegar. Um, you know, if they could win these two fights and establish that, that, you know, they could do some, you know, core level number of pay-per-view buys, they could become attractions. So it's an important night for them. But let me tell you, man, the other two dudes, their opponents, you know, th these are not dancing with the stars. And, and I, I, one of the things I don't like so much about the commercials they've been running is the commercials are all Charlo brothers. I mean, they're fighting championship level guys, you know, uh, you know, Derevchenko has been in the ring with two guys better than anybody Charlo has fought, and the other Charlo. I mean, you know, the dude he's fighting has been knocking people out, fight after fight. I mean, these are no joke. These fights, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, you know, I was brought in by Keith and Sergey, brought back to the team. I, I had a promotional contract with him for years and years. I'm the guy to, you know, that that really I recognized his his ability. He was a sensational amateur. Um, my contract ran out. They brought me back to the team to help advise them uh, on, on this fight. And one of the things I'm going to say to you is the same stuff I've been saying for the last month. We need fair judging in the fight. I mean, this guy, like, I, 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 my heart was breaking when I was in the hospital with Sergey after the fight. Golovkin was down the hallway in the hospital getting checked out also. By the way, looking worse than Sergey did. Um, and I really thought Sergey won the fight. But more importantly, Sergey was like crestfallen because it was the second time that he thought that the whole way the promotion went hadn't been favorable to him and that he could have won 
either fight with Danny Jacobs or Triple G. And I think certainly with Triple G, I think the majority of people that watched thought he slightly got the better of Triple G. I just want to make sure that if the that the right guy wins this Saturday. I mean, uh, we got a pretty good judging panel, but I really like the judging has been so, so uneven um, during this pandemic with no crowds. And the A side seem to be very, very advantaged. And I'm really hoping that it's three times a charm for Sergey and not three times uh, of regret if he fights the right fight and beats Charlo. Charlo wins, Charlo wins, man. Charlo's, the Charlos are really good fighters. I mean, it, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you Sergey's definitely winning the fight. It's a hell of a fight. I am telling you Sergey can win. I am also telling you if it goes the distance, I give the edge to Sergey. But that's only if the judges are fair. And and I'm not, you know, the, I have respect for a lot of judges. There are some really good judges, but the judging system has to change. The judging system is rigged, and there are too many judges who haven't been particularly consistent or good, and we got to do, you know, have better checks and balances. You know, but we did have a chance to look at the the, uh, the judging panel before the fight, and, and the judges are, are quality judges, and, and I hope that their scores reflect that. So the two best fights on paper since the pandemic, five world title fights on the card in total. Is this the best show of the year? I don't know. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest, like which I always am. I try to be. Uh, I really want to see Teofimo Lopez against Lomachenko, which just fascinates me on a lot of levels. Um, there, You know, we got some good fights coming in here, even like smaller ones, like Zapata and Baranchek on ESPN. It's a very good fight. The, the Lomachenko and Teofimo, man, that fight really, like, I can't wait for that fight. Um, and it could go two very different ways. <laughs> like, I could see I could see Teofimo hurting him. I, I don't think Lomachenko is as great at 135. I think at 126 to 130, Lomachenko is the best fighter in the world. And But at... at at 135, I'm not so sure. Um, you know, he's just not a physically as strong as some of the guys at the, at the division. Teofimo's the guy who's about to move up to 140 after the fight. Loma's announcing he'll move back to 130, which, by the way, I think is where he should be. Um, either he's going to get hurt, Lomachenko, and shocked, um, or he's going to play with the, the kid. It, it it could go two very different ways. I I mean I I took the I already made my bet. I bet on Teofimo because I bet with a a boxing buddy who gave me three to one odds, which I thought were ridiculous, and I took the three to one odds for a nice little sum. Um, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but but um but I'm looking forward to that fight. I think that's a very good fight. I mean Trevante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. It's a might be an attraction, but as a pay per view, I don't love it because I think I know who's going to win. Like, I don't really – I love Leo as a featherweight. I don't see Leo beating Trevante Davis. No way, no how. I don't see a path to victory. So that one doesn't appeal to me as much. Um, but So, I mean, this look, as a show, six fights, five title fights, and two of them are as good as the, the, the you know, Charlo Derevinchenko and the other Charlo fight. Um, yeah, I think it's a good card. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to, you know – uh, and I would think that real hardcore boxing fans and no quality are going to watch it. I, I don't know. The question is going to be on the pay-per-view is how does it, does it cross over at all to more of the casuals? You know, do, does it cross over at all? Because if it doesn't, you know, but then here's the other thing too. I, I don't see other sports where people worry about the television rankings or buy rates or shit like that, business stuff like boxing. 
<laughs> like if you like the card and it's a great boxing card and you're going to buy it, God bless you. If you don't want to spend the money or you're too tight on strap for cash, you don't have to buy it. But, uh, you know, the, like what do you care how many buys it does? What do you care, you know? I mean, I see the argument only, the, the, like, I, look, UFC hasn't given, UFC's having great success with their pay-per-views during this pandemic. They haven't uh, reduced their prices to reflect the economy. And, and, and frankly, one of the things about economies that are struggling a little bit or that are during, in bad or, or, or challenging times is that people need entertainment, you know? And uh, it's a little bit more harder now to, to get 10 people or, or, or watch with a bunch of people in the, the days of COVID because everyone's a little bit more careful about, uh, about uh, distancing, et cetera. But you still could get a, get a buddy and sit 10 feet apart in your living room and split the cost of the pay-per-view. So, I mean, you know, I think it's a terrific show. I think it was well-conceived. I like... I sort of like the the three fights and then a break and three fights a little bit. I think it's sort of cool. Um, I, I I think that for the boxing fans that order it, I think they're going to enjoy it. Do you think UFC, because you mentioned about buy rates and UFC, do you think UFC going on on the same evening might be a problem? It's going to it's gonna hurt a little bit. Uh, you know, I think it's going to hurt a little bit. I think particularly because this is my observation, and I'm curious to what you think, Danny. I don't know if it's true in the U.K., also, but I think that UFC in the last year or two is starting to get a little bit more traction with some boxing fans. I think there are boxing fans for lack of like, you know, other stuff to watch during the pandemic when only boxing and UFC were out there. I think people like me that were buying UFC were entertained. So, and like, look, I got to be honest, like I'm, I'm not a hardcore UFC fan, but I, I watch the stuff. I'm a big Israel Adesanya fan. He came to one of my events in Columbus, Ohio, we did a heavyweight show because he works out of the same gym as Junior Fa and Hemi Ahia in New Zealand. Um, in, in New Zealand, um, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I think he's a sensational style, and I, I think he's got a lot of pizzazz. And and uh, and I'm a fan of his. And I like the matchup because the other guy can really strike. So, I mean, I'm not a hardcore UFC fan, but uh, I want to see the main event. But will you see the main event? Because presumably you'll be glued to the Charlo pay-per-view. Um, will I buy both? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's the I don't know. Isn't it? I, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> you know? I think it depends on my mood and everything else. But I do want to see the main event, so I may. We've got two shows here in UK prime time, and then we've got UFC and the Charlo pay-per-view in the early hours of Sunday as well. So there's going to be quite a few choices for the boxing fan in Britain. They better get a nap. They better <laughs> yeah. get a nap. Very much so. Um, what are the what are the what are the UK shows? So the WBSS final is being shown here. Um, oh, that's a good fight. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, you know, I, I don't follow the cruiserweights as closely as some other divisions, um, but I'm starting to a little more only because there are so many quality fighters there. Um, you know, and I think that that's a, the Dordicos. That's Dordicos and Breedis. Is that that yeah. fight? That's a good fight. You know. I, I, you know what? That's in the afternoon, right? Uh, for you guys, my time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, look, that, 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 there's a lot of decent. You know, there's some good boxing to watch on Saturday. Yeah, and that's going up against around the same time as the Josh Taylor mandatory defense of his uh, super lightweight belts. I know what's going to happen. Uh, if I had to miss one of them, I'd miss that one. Yeah. I mean, I like Josh. I'm a fan, but I, he's not losing that fight. No. 
I don't think so. We've talked a lot about Jamal Charlo against Drevianchenko and how it's his toughest test. Obviously, not so much for Drevianchenko. Not even close. He's never fought anybody as good as, as Sergey. Look, the, the, Sergey knows what he has to do, and his trainers have been all over him. He's always, since I first promoted him, he's had a habit of starting a little slowly. Like, you know, he's a guy, he is a technician. So it's almost like he's in the ring and he's assessing his opponent sure. and, and you know, taking it a little bit slow. But he's been a little sloppy early in fights. He's gotten dropped a few times early. Not badly hurt, but dropped. Doesn't make a difference if you're badly hurt. You get dropped, it's 10-8 round. You, you're, you're two points down on the scorecard. Uh, you know, the other thing too is he's got to maybe assess a little bit quicker um, because he can't give away rounds against the, the very best guys so uh you know he's got to start i think a big a big key to him is to start quickly and not get caught early and if the longer the fight goes the more difficult it's going to be for charlo and and if sergey never hits the canvas and the fight goes the distance he's going to win what? unless the judging sucks and i hope it doesn't and what of the other Charlo? Because although he's going in with a, a unified world champion in Jason Rosario, not as much seems to be known about him as um, either of the Charlo brothers. He almost seems to have come from nowhere, although he hasn't, if you say. Well, you know what it was? Like, Rosario's one of those guys, he's not going to outbox you, probably, but he's so dangerous, you know? And, and if he hurts you, he can change the whole pace and, and tenor of the fight. And he's just a very dangerous guy. Like, I, I I think it's cool that Charlo took this fight because it's a, you know, Rosario is not a household name and he's not particularly well-known among boxing fans. But the mother, but the motherfucker's a beast. I mean, he's a real tough, tough draw. You know, um, like, I don't think, you know, when J-Rock fought him, I don't think he knew what hit him, you know? Um, so I, I think it's a dangerous fight. I, I, I give Char, I give the you know Mel the edge in that fight. I give the Charlo the edge in that fight just because I think he's a better all around game. Like I think he's a better boxer, um, but he's got to be careful, man. <laughs> you know because the other kid's rough, and, and you know maybe we maybe the fact we haven't seen as much of the other kid makes him more danger, even more dangerous because we don't know what he has in a, in a on a level like this. So I'm looking forward to that fight. I'm looking forward to both of those fights. Pick of the undercard for me is John Riel Casimero against Duke Maica. It's a bit of a strange one in that Casimero for a long time seemed like he was going to fight a unification battle with Noya Inoue. That was postponed and postponed and then eventually cancelled. And now he's defending his WBO belt against a guy who's unbeaten, unproven to an extent, but has nothing to lose. It could be a bit of a banana skin for Casimero. It could be. Look, I, I sort of think Casamaro's fading, honestly, a little bit. I don't think he's the same guy as he was a couple of fights ago. I just think maybe he's more ready to be had. Um, but you know what? Like, I, you know, Duke's uh, managed by uh, Michael Bediaco's the guy that manages Comey. I, I work with him. He's a good guy. You know, he's sung Duke's praises for a long time. But when I look at Duke's record, I don't think he's fought the same level as Casamaro. So the question is going to be, is he that level? Like how, you know, he's, he's undefeated, but I'm not sure he's, I don't think he's ever, he's never fought anyone like Casemiro. So, you know, however, it's an interesting fight. And any, look, an undefeated kid, I mean, they don't bring guys out of, 
you know, Ghana. Guys like that don't come over here and succeed to this point. You got to be pretty good to get over here in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the kid obviously has skills. Um, and and, and uh, I think it's going to be a good fight. I mean, I, I think a couple of years ago would have been, an, you know, I, I would have favored Casemiro heavily. But I, I just, from what I've seen the last couple of fights, I think Casemiro may be fading a bit. And just a couple of other guys on the bill I want to talk about. Lewis Neary seems to have all the ability in the world, time still on his side, powerful. But just does he need to get out of his own way a little bit? Yeah, that's a rhetorical question. You know that already. Yes, he does. This important fight for him. I think, I mean, there is some great, this is some great things that could be done, some great matchups that could be done for him. If, if, you know, at his best, you know, if, if he goes in, I think it's an important fight for him because if he looks really, really strong in this fight, I mean, there's some great matches that could be made. And then you've got Daniel Roman, who was on a great run at Super Bantam and then surprisingly for some, me included, lost his belts to Alan Akhmedaliev. Um, yeah, but I got to tell you something. I was at that fight. That fight was close. Yeah. That was the hell. Was I mean, I, I mean, it was a legitimately the correct decision, I thought, but it was really close. And Danny Roman could fight his ass off. I was actually pretty surprised when he was released after that fight. Like, I got to be honest, had I promoted him, I would not have released him after that fight. But, but um, you know, I think he's still a top level guy. And, and I thought he gave a pretty, he didn't, you know, even though he didn't win, I thought he gave a, a, another good account of himself against that MJ guy, because that guy could fight. And now he's going up against Payano. It should be a relatively comfortable path back, given Payano's mostly been successful at the lower weight classes. Yeah, it's Payano's over his weight. You know, it's a good name. I mean, it's a good it's a good opportunity, frankly, for Nero. See, this is exactly what you're talking about. He He's being given a great opportunity to shine in this fight. He better shine, you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing with him, is that sometimes... You know, you expect more out of him and you don't get it. And, and um, you know, I, I think he needs to shine in this fight. Payano's got a good game, name, has had some good fights, some good scraps. But Payano shouldn't be fighting at this weight, in my view. And um, and it should be an opportunity for Neri to look sensational. Let's see what he does. Before I let you go, I'm going to have to put you on the spot. I think we all know who you feel is going to win, uh, Jamal against Derevianchenko. But who's going to win the other co-main event, uh, Jamel against Jason Rosario? Jamel. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way. I think unless he gets really, really clocked, even if he even if he touches the canvas and gets up, he's got enough grit and ability to come back and win the fight. So um, I favor Jamel in that fight, partially maybe because I don't know as much about um, was there? I know both. I know those two. I know the Charlos since they're 16, 17 years old, literally. Um, but I think it's a very good fight, but I would favor Jamel. And, I, and I'm going to predict Sergey by decision. Great stuff. Well, I wish you the very best of luck. Obviously, you're part of the team, so fingers crossed for you. Um, and it might dictate the answers to the question next week when I ask how your week's been. It'll certainly go a long way to giving it a good start. So, Great good talking to you, Danny, as always. Great stuff.